0: Hey everybody, welcome to Sharp Tongue Podcast, episode 100. Today we talk about hecklers, dirty sex hair, and my squirrel, Skilo. Stay tuned, y'all. It's about to get real squirrely. Hello? I wish I was a little- Hold on. Let me clear my throat. Okay, I'm fine. <clears throat> I'm good. Everything's totally fine. I'm here. It's a sharp tongue podcast. I'm Jessie May, your host, and your hose. I'm your hose. Yeah, we're doing a new thing with garden hoses. Uh, we just have them be the main source of entertainment for you. So uh, that's where we're at. Uh. off to a good start. I mean, what more do you guys want from me? Like seriously, we just have to like keep it real. And by me keeping it real today, I'm going to have a little wine. Hold on. It's one of those twist off fucking, I hate twist off bottles of wine. Here we go. You want to hear it? Oh shit. Leftover from my flight. I'm uh, in New York City right now taping a show for VH1 that will hopefully come out soon. I just got done taping for the day. Uh, we had to do a rap, which was a lot of fun. Live in the live in the dream. Live in the dream here in, in New York City. And I flew in late last night from L.A. I was just going to say from Syracuse. I have this thing a lot of comedians do when you travel. You have no idea where the hell you are any given day. Because you, you travel so much, you're just like, uh, I, I don't know what city I'm in, and I need someone to just point my body in the direction I'm supposed to go to. So uh, I want to thank everybody, first of all, for coming out to the Sacramento shows. Those were a lot of fun at the Sacramento Punchline. Shout out to that club. What a great club. We had a hell of a time. I drove there from L.A. to Sacramento with Chaplin and Bunny, who, you know, they're good dogs. They're small dogs. They bark a little bit. Chaplin kind of gets a little fucking crazy in the hotel room when people go by. He's four pounds, Okay, he literally looks like a little deer. He, I call him my little deer dog. And he's sweet, though. See, he barks, but he's sweet. So I don't understand the barking. Like, he'll bark, and then he'll want you to hold him and, and like, spoon-feed him turkey slices. He's such a little bitch. And Bunny's just a bitch. Like, up in the morning, she's biting my toes. She's like, what's the agenda? What are we going to do? Am I going to chase animals? Am I going to sniff butts? What's happening? So I brought both of them, and they proceeded to eat my my bedside snacks. I like bedside snacks. I like a lot of snacks. Um, I was there with my boo thing, and we had snacks there, right, just by the bed. You know, we got some bed snacks, because you never know when you're going to need some bed snacks. There's a lot of stuff that happens in a bed that can exhaust you, like sleeping. Sleeping can be exhausting, so when you wake up, you need a fucking bed snack. So we had some cashews. You know, we're fancy and shit. We had some... Um, a beef jerky or chicken jerky I don't know it was some jerky some jerk and we had some other snacks and so <clears throat> i go to the to the show and come back we come back to the room these little motherfuckers ate a whole goddamn bag of cashew nuts <laughs> i mean that's an expensive treat for a dog. I'm sorry I love my dogs and everything, but I don't do the whole organic. I, my dog needs to eat organic quail eggs. No. My dog eats dry food. Now, given it's like a $1,000 a bag, it's dry food. You know what? And Chaplin gets a little fancy. I give him some wet food with his dry food. These motherfuckers are not eating sirloin steaks. I did that with my Fozzie Bear dog, and when he died, I was like, I'm going on a budget. Cause I have three dogs now, so y'all gonna get some real basic food. And these these little suckers ate our chicken jerky, and the whole bag of cat. I'm am t- telling y'all a whole. I've been picking up cashew sprinkled shits for the past three nights. It's like their poop smells like uh. It smells like just like a nut mix. It smells like checks mix. <laughs> Those assholes, you just, you can't be trusted, man. We're going to get to the squirrel. I know all you guys want to know what happened with the squirrel. I'm going to tell you about the squirrel in a little bit. Uh, Something crazy happened during one of the shows. Not crazy, but just like, you know, when you perform, you just have to expect a little bit of spontaneity. And to me, that's one of the things that I love about doing stand-up comedy. You never know... Uh, what's going to happen in the night. And that's what separates it from any other art form. You know, music, if you're recording an album, you can perfect it. You can redo the track. You can correct, you know, your pronunciation. You can adjust stuff. But with stand-up comedy, the live version of it, all this shit happens. And to me, a part of the art is being able to weave and bob through those moments, you know, uh, as basic as a waitress spilling a drink or as complex as a drunk lesbian woman screaming out because she didn't like some jokes that were said about transgender people that were not pointed towards her, but she must have some stuff going on in her life, and so she's projecting her anger and pain because she hasn't dealt with her shit, and she didn't realize it's a comedy club, and she probably shouldn't take shit too seriously. And it wasn't even during my set. It was during my opener set, Dan Gabriel, and he handled it pretty well. Uh, and I, I am under the school of thought and under the belief when I, as a performer, I don't like to kick anybody out. If I can't handle what's thrown at me during that live performance, then I need to work harder. That's my, that's where I'm at in my career. And I'm not welcoming you motherfuckers to come in. Wait, hold on. Let me take a sip of this wine. I poured it and didn't drink it. That's alcohol abuse. Hold on. This is leftover from my flight. They gave me free wine and I got into my hotel room and they gave me this cute little gift. At the Dream Hotel. Welcome back to the Dream Hotel Midtown. Should you need anything at all, please do not hesitate to contact me directly. Enjoy your stay. All the best, Ashley. Ashley, I want a back rub and a little butthole tickle. Can you handle that? So, you know, it's for me, I just like those spontaneous moments. Spontaneous? Did I say it right? <sighs> I'm not encouraging you to heckle me. I'm just saying I have I have a little pride in some sort of satisfaction and being able to handle those odd moments. And sometimes I write jokes in those moments where people are, you know, yelling out or whatever. And, and I like to psychoanalyze those people because I'm usually right about them. It's, it's, it's not too wide of a spectrum of a, of a people who speak out and and interrupt a comedy show. I will say it's usually women. I am a woman, so I can say that shit. A lot of you bitches are chatty Cathy's for whatever reasons you feel insecure and adequate. You don't feel good enough in your life, and you got to interrupt mine. <laughs> so shut the fuck up, bitch. But the, the lesbian was a different situation. During my set, during one of the nights, this, I had a bun. You know, I, if you know me, I don't wash my hair very often. I, it's not that I'm a lazy bitch. I mean, I'm I'm part lazy bitch, but I'm also kind of hippie. I'm a little bit of a hippie in my soul. And I just don't like to like when my hair's dirty. I'm rocking. I look good. Like when my hair is like five days dirt, chilling. Like let's go to a rock concert. Let me put some dry shampoo and some sex in this hair, and let's go to a rock concert. And I did that on Wednesday night. I went and saw Citizens Cope. A little side, little side note. Uh, I went to Citizen Cope at the Saint Rock in Hermosa before I went to my shows in Sacramento. If you haven't seen Citizen Cope live. You must see him live. So dope. The show was amazing. He did like a 45 fucking minute encore. It, it, it was so like, it just was the most fun night that I've had in a while. Uh, I got VIP tickets, which was amazing. I haven't done that really before. And I had to do it cause my boo came to visit. So I had to like, you know, roll out the red carpet and shit because it's okay for ladies to treat men very nicely as well. Um, <laughs> Listen, if you get treated right, you have to treat right. That's the way it goes. So it just was a, this dope show, and we had an amazing time, and he did like a 45-minute encore, and shout out to the few people who messaged me on Snapchat saying they saw me there. Yep, that was me, and uh, I had a good time. But, you know, for me, like, what was my point? What was I saying? I was talking about, like, oh, yeah, so, so this motherfucker during my show at, in Sacramento, he just, like, I had a bun up. Okay, my hair is basically like Clarence Greenwood's hair from Citizen Cope. It's dirty. You know, I like it dirty. I like it, you know, just kind of like funk and a little bit of nastiness in it. And so the night that I decided to wear a bun in Sacramento was like, I usually bun it up on the last day of the dirty hair. Like this hair, it's it's so dirty. When you zhuzh it, it just maintains the zhuzh position. You guys know what I'm talking about. Like it's just, it. There's no... It just moves into whatever direction you point it because it's so fucking filthy. So on on that day, I bun it up. That's the lazy bitch day when I'm like, ugh, I still don't want to wash it. I'm going to bun it up. So I bun it up before the show, and I go and I do my thing. I'm looking real cute. I got my new... um, I got my new uh, uh, flannel. I got my new Soulmate flannel, my Soul on Fire flannel that I got, and I'm just looking real cute. It's a red flannel. It's really cute on me. My bun is up. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my show. And I, I, and I had a really great weekend. I felt good on stage. I felt present. I made some breakthroughs with the comedy. And, and so I'm in the moment with my cute fucking bun, doing my thing, bringing joy to souls because that's what I do. And, <laughs> and this motherfucker from the back goes, take your hair down what I said what take your bun down let us see your hair now I got a couple problems with this first of all my first problem is motherfucker if you're going to interrupt the show say something that's going to further the show at least if you're going to heckle be funny add to the show don't say something that's sexist and so basic You're the most basic sexist that exists in the world. Take your hair down. Let us see your hair. Why? For your viewing pleasure, Tom, his name was Tom. He had a feathered fucking hairdo. He looked like Heather Locklear from the early 80s with his stupid fucking feathered hair and his I'm on the date rape channel mustache. Sweet mustache, Tom. You got a one syllable name because you're a basic bitch. And you come here with your heterosexuality and your I'm a, a Trump supporter attitude, and you interrupt my goddamn comedy show? Why? Because your mom didn't love you, Tom? Is that what it was? What's the matter? She pushed you off the teat at a young age, and you feel neglected and abandoned that you got weaned off your mommy's boobie too early? Well, guess what? I'm not your mommy, okay? I'm nobody's mommy, and my bun looks fucking adorable. So why don't you shut your mouth, zip up your pants, open your ears, and respect a woman who has something to say other than, put it in my mouth, okay? You lazy, slobby, no-good-for-nothing son of a bitch. (laughs) Do you guys like listening to my, my passive-aggressive sips in between? <laughs> I laid into them, though. And I, so back to my thing, I don't like to kick people out. I didn't kick them out. What, I, I laid into them. I'm not going to give all my secrets away because it's, you know, a career over 14 years of learning what works, what doesn't work, what works for me, what doesn't work from the audience, and how I can maintain a fun show and make sure that everyone's having a good time. Because even though I said that earlier that i bring joys to souls and and it seems like such a throwaway line that's how i look at what i do nowadays because there's so much fucking shit going on in the world and that seems like such a cliche statement but like the bullshit that happened in in vegas i'm not going to go into because that's i'm not that's not my job we all know what happened if you didn't know what happened you need to open your fucking ears and your eyes and and put your 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 some focus into what's going on in the world, but I'm not going to go into it. We all know what happened. There's a lot of shit going on. Tom Petty passed away, and there's just disarray every day. Puerto Rico's still in shambles. So my job is to bring joy to y'all. That's what I'm supposed to do. And if you come in with with your tidy whitey, I got a I got all sorts of you know fancy cars. I've got a Roth IRA. I voted for Trump. I've got a 14 year Lagavulin scotch and a whole other bunch of scotches in my cabinet attitude, and this mustache that screams, My dad left me when I was nine. I'm gonna put you in your place because that's what you're screaming for. You're screaming for. You see, people interrupt comedy shows, now the wine's kicking in. (laughs) When people interrupt comedy shows, I look at them, this is a little bit of a secret. I look at them the way Caesar Milan looks at an aggressive dog. Okay, that dog does not want to be aggressive. That dog doesn't know what to do with its energy. And that dog is hurt, and that dog's been abused. I know that because I am that dog. I was that dog. And I learned how to become a better dog. And so now I just have to pack leader their ass. That's what I do to bitches. I get them right in the, right in the neck. I am the pack leader, and I right in their neck. And I do it to dudes. I just—I have to be up there making sure that everybody knows you're okay. You're not going to get hurt here. Let's have some fun, but respect me, with a bun or not. How about that? Let's have some fun, even if I'm in a bun, motherfucker. Shave your mustache. You look like someone who hangs out at a playground during the day who doesn't have a kid. Get your shit together, Tom. And if you're listening to this, I stand by everything I said, and I know you supported Trump, you dumb fuck. So it was a fun show, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I really got out there. I saw a lot of Sacramento. We went to we went to do karaoke with Dan Gabriel and Jane Harrison and my boo and um, a couple other comics. And that was a lot of fun. I forget the name of the place because we all blazed out in the bathroom and then headed out to do karaoke. We all had such fun karaoke song, songs. Jane sang Funk Master Flex. Um, uh yeah, let me clear my throat. <laughs> I sing Shoop because that's the one song where I know all the words, too. And it's very hard to, to rap when you've had a couple cocktails and some marijuana. I'll tell you that much. The, the tempo's hard to keep up with. Um, my boo thing saying, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? ha, ha, ha. Tom Bomb sang um, No Diggity. I mean, we really brought quite an array of music to Sacramento. And then we just busted out. We, we went in, sang one song, and then we all left. Uh, we also ate at an amazing place called Bacon and Butter. Oh, my God. If you find yourself in Sacramento, I thought it was Bacon Bits and Grits. It's Bacon and Butter. The, the brunch is worth the wait. Smoke a J in the parking lot while you're waiting for it. Go with a, p- a group of friends. Their French toast, their French toast will make your soul sharp. It's so good. Like, I peed a little having a little bit of Dan's French toast, and that sounds sexual. It's not. Completely platonic. I had a little bite of his French toast, and it was unreal. I had f- I had fried green tomato uh, uh, Benedict. Oh, my God. I love fried green tomatoes. So delicious. It was just so decadent. It was the most delicious thing ever. Then we went in. And- to the arcade i played pop shot yo pop shot is my game i love playing pop shot i think they call it super shot for real but i call it pop shot where you just shoot the basketball up and you got to keep getting it in oh my god i it's just like one it it calms my brain i just focus there and, and and just i keep going um but we had a great time it was fun to like actually go out and do stuff and have adventures and see a little bit of the city instead of sitting in my hotel room. So uh, thank you, Sacramento, for being a wonderful host. And the punchline, you guys should check it out for sure. A couple of my friends are going to be performing there. Josh Wolf, Mo Mandel. I think Nikki Glaser's there this coming weekend. So go out and check it out. Get out. You know, there's a lot of shit going on in the world. You got to get out there and laugh. That shit's good for your soul. I also did, I started running my hour. I mean, I started running my hour Probably over, almost a year ago. It takes a while, you know, and I have a lot of other TV stuff going on, and, and life is is been happening as well. So we're starting to gear up to do a special, and well, we've started doing gearing up. And at the I performed at the Ice House on November uh, September 23rd and ran my hour there. So thank you for everybody who came out to that. That went really well. I had my friend Chris McClure there. I had Ben Haig. I had my friend Mark Saratella hosting. And I had a lot of friends in the audience, and it was dope to have people there supporting me and, and watching me along this process of figuring out what my first special is going to look like, which, honestly, that's, that's been one of my biggest goals. You know, my dad's a little bit older right now, and I just, and my family's, you know, uh, my sister's got her two kids, my mom's a little bit older. I just want them to see my comedy special, so I'm really focused on that and in, in I've been working hard at it, so Ice House was dope. We had another heckler. This bitch came up on stage. This woman came up on stage. Letta, Her name was Letta. She was a hot, spicy Latina. Came up on stage. She thought I was coming for her mans. I was complimenting her mans because I said he looked like he had a thick neck and thick knuckles. Like he was, you know, a very sturdy stock. You know, I just was letting her know that she found a manly man and she came up on stage. I've never had that happen. One time when I was at Dr. Grin's, not this past time when I was there for my birthday weekend, last year when I was at Dr. Grin's in in Grand Rapids, Michigan, this bitch, I need to puff my CBD pen for this shit. Hold on. This bitch came up on stage, crossed stage, eating chicken wings. (laughs) <laughs> Bitch. The nerve. The nerve. E- eating chicken wings and licking her finger and sat in her seat. So that's a whole other story. That's a whole other ratchetry that I'm not even prepared to go into right now. But, but at the Ice House show, this lady came up on stage. And she, she was just joking. Like, she's being facetious about it. But she still had the balls to get up in my space. Let the... Yo, hot, spicy Latina lady. And, I, I, you know, I let her. We have fun. I talked to her, and it's the same thing. I I, I sees her Milan to her ass. She's just this hot Latina, and they've got a lot of spice and a lot of confidence, and they, sometimes they don't know where to put it, you know? Sometimes they can just put it out in the world, and they're fine, like anybody. But some people, they need some... They need some barrier. They need a little bit of, of grounding and they need some control and I had to give it to her. You know, I just had to let her know, I see your a type A personality. I'm a little bit of a type A personality, but I need to let you know I'm in control, Letha, and this night is about you having some motherfucking fun. I'm not trying to bone your dude. I'm good in that department. I'm just letting you know you picked a very good stock. It looks like you guys will make very strong children. So thank you, Letta, for not murdering me on stage. Let me tell you guys where I'm going to be at. I'm going to be at LaSalle College, October 20th. That's in Western Massachusetts. Just put on the calendar. I'm going to be at the Hartford Funny Bone. He probably doesn't know it yet, but Marty Caproni will be with me. That's going to be November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, Hartford Funny Bone. And then at the end of November, as always, and thankfully so, I will be at the Syracuse Funny Bone for Thanksgiving weekend. That's going to be the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, the Friday and Saturday after. That's the November 22nd and 24th and 25th. I love that show. That's my hometown please come out. Let me know. You know, hit me up at Comedy at gmail.com. Let me know if you guys are coming out to that show. I have a few tickets to give away for the Hartford Funny Bone and for the Syracuse Funny Bone. Uh, you can either hit me up on my personal jessiemaypelusocomedy at, gmail, uh, at gmail.com or you can hit me up at sharptongepodcast at gmail.com. We check both of those as regularly as possible, and we do give tickets away to a lot of our fans and thank you guys for sticking with me. I know it's been a transitional time for Sharp Tongue and we're we're waiting to move over with High Times. I, they told me not to say anything, but fuck it, I'm going to say it because I'm happy about it. And we are figuring out some other production stuff, maybe adding some stuff for Sharp Tongue. Hilarious is still happening as well. That's going to be coming out soon. Um my dispensary is going to be opening everything the one thing i learned about life when you have a lot of stuff going on you know i've got the special i'm working on i'm working on tv stuff i've got sharp tongue podcasts and i've got a hilarious podcast Uh, my squirrel i had for a little bit we're going into the squirrel i swear to god we're going to talk about skilo in a minute there's a lot of things i have three dogs um um I, you know I maybe I have a soulmate. We don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in my life. So to balance it all out, I appreciate you guys being patient and sticking by and, and it means a lot to have fans and and friends and family listening to this every week. So I I love you guys and I appreciate it. Um so yeah, so come out com for tickets. And um, all sorts of information on my website as well And and merch is going to be up there soon I'm in the process of making new merch Add that one to the fucking Add that to the to the f- stove top, you son of a bitch So, ski Everybody, oh my god, is there something in my shoe? Do you ever get like an itch on the bottom of your fucking foot And it feels like a spider? You just think it's a spider in your shoe? Fuck, no, it just was an itch Oh, shit So I adopted a squirrel <laughs> A segue into I'm gonna die alone. I adopted a squirrel. So let's back up. Um, this was about I'm gonna look right on my Instagram right now to tell you guys exactly what what day this was. So on September 23rd, oh it was the day it was the that's right, I remember that because I talked about it at the ice house. I'm walking my dogs and I see this little baby squirrel in the middle of the street, and he's hopping around and he's getting real friendly with people, and I'm like, this motherfucker shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be, you know, going up to people. That's not normal. So I walk up to him. He walks right up to me. He's like, yo, what's up? And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I don't know. You know, I think I fell out of this tree and I don't know where my mom's at. And I'm like, shit, you know, I got dogs. I don't know if you can roll with that. And he's like, well, they seem nice. You know, what is your apartment like? (laughs) So, like, I just sat with him for a minute, and my dogs are all chill. And so I was like, all right. You know, I figured, well, he's just a friendly squirrel, and I walked away. I came back a few minutes later. The squirrel was next, like, right up to this guy and his, his granddaughter. They were, like, basically touching it. And I was like, that's not normal. So I ran, I'm, maybe I'm a little crazy. I, th- I, I, think, I'm, I think I'm compassionate. <laughs> so I go to drop my dogs off in my apartment, and I grab some pumpin- pumpkin seeds and hemp seeds. <laughs> I was built for love, y'all. And so I go back down there, and the squirrel's still there, right? And so he follows me. I go up next to him, and he follows me, and he climbs up this little ledge, and I get next to him. He crawls onto me into my jacket pocket. And I was like, well, I, I realized two things. I guess I own a squirrel, now And I'm going to die alone. Those are the two thoughts that came to my head. I was like, you know, I'm fine. It's fine. Three dogs and one squirrel. That equation equals a lonely death. We all know that. And, and that equation isn't just set, you know, reserved for that specific arrangement, three dogs, one squirrel. It can be four cats. It can be four ferrets. It can be four dogs. It could be three squirrels and one dog. It's just, it's just the number that matters. He crawls into my jacket pocket, right? And I'm like, "All right. So I go upstairs and I just proceed to figure out how to fit the squirrel into my life." <laughs> I start googling shit, yo, once you start googling things, you know you're done. Sign seal delivered, like it's set in stone. That's it. I started googling like, "What do you do with the baby squirrel? How do you feed it? What does it eat? And then I started Then I took it Another step further Because that's basic shit You know I'll be honest The first thing I looked up Was a wildlife refuge It was a Friday Or was it a Saturday It was a Friday Okay And it was like Midday on a Friday No one was trying to take Any extra animals in For the weekend Wild animal refuges Are just like Any place else They're like No it's Friday I'm trying to get to my weekend Bitch I don't care about Your busted ass squirrel Keep your squirrel Figure it out Breastfeed that motherfucker Until Monday And we'll get back at you (laughs) I swear, I have witnesses, my neighbor Sarah will tell you, I called three places. I left messages with a bitch named Amy and some other lady named not Natalie, and neither of them called me back. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I got a squirrel for the weekend. So I start Googling, how do you take care of it? What do you feed it? And then I start hanging out with him a little bit. You know, he chills on me. He starts snuggling. He lets me feed him. And, you know, I get him a little box. You know, I get them like my old Adidas shoe box and I just put some some you know, just some seeds. It's it's very removed. You know, it's kind of like when you meet a guy you're not sure about him and you're just like you're not sitting next to him. You're just your shoulder you, your body language is away from him. And then you start to smell his cologne and you're like, "Oh shit, this motherfucker smells good." <laughs> Nature's a bitch, man. Nature's such a bitch. She's so tricky. And so, like, the the, the squirrel just started to get cute. And I was like, well, let me get him a little fleece blanket. You know, let me just make sure he's comfortable. So I got a fleece blanket for him. One of my favorite dog blankets. One of the blankets my dad got for my dogs, a very adorable red fleece blanket he ordered from the ASPCA with a paw print on it. I have two of them because I have two small dogs, because like I said, that's the equation on the road to a lonely death. So I put the little blanket in there. That's not too much. Some seeds, a blanket, and a shoebox. That's not extensive. I need some wine for this next part. So then I start Googling shit like... (laughs) Then I start Googling shit like... I can't even say it I started Googling shit Like Squirrel Fall fashion It went from zero to a hundred real quick He just filled my soul (laughs) I was like I gotta save this little creature I started looking up squirrel sweaters I bought him a harness I got that motherfucker a heating pad. I was like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it right. Look, I'm at this point in my life where I'm gonna love hard. I'm gonna love hard. I'm gonna take care. I'm gonna take care of it. And so, I got him the fleece blanket. I got some really good seeds. I got him some kitten formula. I read up on how to take care of him. You know, I, I blocked my number from the wildlife refuge so they couldn't call me back. So I had to keep them and I had excuses. <laughs> I posted it on Instagram. And not for nothing, you guys are impartial to blame because of the outpour of encouraging messages for me to keep him. I am blaming a lot of you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some of these messages from you monsters who told me to keep him. Okay? Here we go. Here we go. Everyone's like, oh, what happened to poor little Skilo? That's from Justin Palmer. Okay, what else? What what, what else has happened here? Oh, did your squirrel die? I, f- I feel so sad. What happened? I just gave out a little bit of information. You guys know if you've been keeping up. Listen, we're going to get there in a minute. Are you keeping your squirrel? You can feed him acorns. He can have playdates with other dogs. That's my friend Charlie's wife, Dana. Yeah, when you release him, he'll probably find you. They're very smart. I've heard stories of people catching their squirrels in their attics and releasing them miles away, and they find their way back. All of you were messaging me about how this squirrel and I were meant to be together. Do you understand that? Like, literally, I have about, I don't know, 100 messages. Here's Mark Cena sent me a video of a squirrel doing somersaults in some girl's bedroom. He's like, you can do it. Keep it. Um, Tammy, Yeah. Tammy, one of one of the owners of uh Rick Bronson's comic strip. Did you get a squirrel? Can you travel with a squirrel? Now I want a squirrel. Where's the squirrel? All of you assholes are to blame. It takes a village to for a person to die alone and you're all an accomplice to this. So, I I tried my hardest, okay? I tried to take care of him. I did what I had to. And Skilo didn't make it, guys. He didn't make it. He lived a week with me. He lived very happily. He had a hot blanket. Motherfucker has some sweaters and a and a harness now that I got now I want to go find fallen trees. That's what happened. His there was a tree that had fallen down and apparently his whole family got shook and his mom was probably on meth. She probably was like, I can't I can't do this anymore. She fell out the tree. She probably just bounced, you know, with some whatever dude flavor of the week she was with and left Skilo in the street to fend for himself. He found me. With, you know, an open heart and open mind and an Amazon account that I needed to put squirrel sweaters on. (laughs) Oh, my God. So we tried. You know, my neighbor, Sarah, I had to go to Sacramento. And the one thing, you know, my boo came. The one thing you can't do when you're chilling with the boo is bring a squirrel, bitch. You can't bring a squirrel. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't. That's not sexy. Like, my dog's already ate a whole bag of cashews and some chicken jerky. Can you imagine, like, my dog's ate a whole bag of cashews, some chicken jerky, and then I got to, like, massage my squirrel's genitals to make him pee and poop as well because that's a part of baby squirrel care. Hey, babe, you want to get it on after all that? Yeah, my dog's are shitting cashews in the kitchen, and I got to go jerk my squirrel off so he can take a shit. I'm going to die alone. <laughs> That's one of the things you have to do with a baby squirrel, FYI. Their parents, the mother specifically, will like rub, just gently just rub the genital area. There's not much down there. I knew it was a boy because he had a little teeny peeny. It was just like a little teeny light switch. It was like a light switch to a Barbie house. And you just have to rub it with warm water and he pees and poops because for whatever reason, nature's like, oh, do you want to shit too bad? You can't unless somebody gives you a blow job. I mean, there must be a bunch of squirrels running around with sexual dysfunction, just jerking off in the bushes because their mom had to jerk them off so they could pee and poop. Like the, Nature's weird. That's, that is some, that's humor right there. So, you know, I, I, just, I didn't bring him to Sacramento with me. I left him, and honestly, a few hours after I left him, he passed away. That's how deep my love goes. You guys, take note. How deep my love goes. If you catch a whiff of it and you leave me, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys were fun with all the responses about Skilo. I had fun with him. I think he, you know, he died in his sleep. He he was fine. He died on a heating blanket with some seeds next to him and water. He, You know, we did what we could. And, and I am... Now I've just been looking for trees that are down to find a new squirrel now that I know that I can take care of them and I just want to put my sweater and harness on someone that that it will fit and it won't fit chaplin because <laughs> he's not a squirrel even though he looks like one. I'm going to turn chaplin into a squirrel for Halloween just so I can like have one last moment with skilo. <laughs> But yeah, so I appreciate all you guys uh, sending your condolences to my dead squirrel, you fucking weirdos. Maybe I'm not the only one that's gonna die alone. And a couple questions. A couple questions before we get out of here. Uh, Blake Sherman wanted to know what's going on with my TV show. And it's a show that's gonna be coming out soon. I can't say the name or specifically what it's about, but it'll be on VH1. That's all I can say. So I'm very excited. And he also asked. Ha- ha- pricka- uh He asked, what happened to Skilo? And now you know, Blake Sherman, what happened to Skilo. That motherfucker died on me because my love was too much for him. Sometimes love kills a motherfucker. <laughs> Jonathan Michael Chick says, I love how positive she is. Always keeping a smile when life happens. I try, Michael Chick. Jonathan Michael Chick. I don't know if that's a real name or you're just trying to run away from the IRS. Either way, I respect it. Yeah, I try and, you know, put a smile on people's faces because of all the craziness that's going on and that's my job that's what I'm good at and I take pride in it so I'm glad that you recognize that Michael John, um, uh, Michael Chick <laughs> <laughs> this is fun you know it's a lot of fun I think we had fun today I think I I think I, 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 think I revealed enough about how I'm going to die alone uh, don't forget to come check me out LaSalle College Western Mass 10 uh, October 20th Hartford Funny Bone November third, uh, fourth, and fifth. Syracuse funny bone. Thanksgiving week. November twenty second, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth. I am your lonely death of a host, Jesse May. I'm not dying alone, bitches. It's just a joke. I'm chilling. I know what my future looks like, and it looks bright. It looks bright. Love each other. Love yourselves. Live your truth. Don't be an. A- I got burps from this wine. Hold on. I got one last sip. Don't be an asshole. And listen, with all this crazy shit going on in the world, we got to make some change. Do something to make some change. Even if it's just being nice to a stranger. I like to be nice to strangers because that shit is contagious. And that sort of contagion is good. The negative kind just breeds more negativity, and that's the last thing we need right now. And I know it sounds like some real liberal bullshit, but I stand by that. And I stand by the fact that no motherfucker needs a machine gun. That's where I'm at if you don't like it. Then just get the fuck out Get out the doubt. I'm living my truth and I'm speaking it at the same time This is a sharp-tongued podcast I'm your gracious host, Jesse May. R.I.P. Ski-Lo, I miss you You're my boy, Blue You're my boy So when I asked out, she said I wasn't that tight I wish I was a little bit taller I wish I was a baller I wish I had a girl with the good, I would call her I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat-